0: You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. Hurry into the Dodge Big Finish event for great deals all month long on some of America's greatest muscle cars. That's the new holiday greeting in Santa's workshop, and it's not the only big change this year. Santa's got a shredded six-pack, and the vending machine is filled with protein bars and muscle nog. He's even upgrading his ride to a snow-burning muscle sleigh. Like the Dodge Charger, America's only four-door muscle car with all-wheel drive. But it has to be functional like the Durango, the most technologically advanced, fuel-efficient, and powerful V8 in its class. And loaded with horsepower, like the Challenger's most affordable V8 in its class, Santa wants his sleigh to really fly. So it's goodbye, Jolly Fat Man. Hello, Jolly Fast Man.
1: (laughs) Ho, ho, go!
0: Sorry, reindeer. Hurry in for great deals at the Dodge Big Finish event. Based on 2019 Ward's Miss Utility Vehicle segment, available V8. Based on Ward's Middle Specialty segment, Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. <laughs>
2: Welcome to CarCast, and I'm Matt, the moderator. DeAndrea and here with Bill Goldberg. Yep, the there you go. We might have to change the new sound <laughs> for this episode. Is going to have to be something with some more muscle to it, I think, instead of one of Adam's little uh, little two liters. Bill and I met. Oh, I think maybe during Garage Mahal, right? Yeah. A show man. you were doing. Eight
1: years? Seven, eight years ago? I don't know. I try to repress all the stuff that I did back when I was a kid. But, uh, you know,
2: <laughs> So young back then. <laughs> yeah.
1: it was. I think it was uh, Garage Mahal. Bud Brutzman produced it. Uh, it yeah. was an awesome you know, show, except for they really tricked me in the name of it, because I thought it was all about garages yeah. and cars and stuff, but it was transforming people's garages. It was
2: more of a build show. It was a build show, but than, it tricked than me. Than a car show. Yeah. It, like Garage Mahal seems like it's, uh, uh, touring the, the coolest garages and, and, and things like that. But, um, you would think so. Well, you got sucked into so. it and, uh, and it came to be a build like over here one time. And, and if it wasn't for that, it, you and I wouldn't be doing the show. That's right. We've met. been, we've been friends since. And, and quite frankly, we've been looking for a project to, to do together for a long time. And, and, uh, you know, I, I did, I did the, the GQ Magazine Car Collectors thing. We went down to your place and we had some fun with that. We got a little bit in trouble with the cops that day. Just a little bit. Ah, well. You know, um, but from, from making some noise with your uh, Oh, we took your Cobra out? Yeah, you know, nothing that an autograph can't handle. <laughs> can't
1: fix. What what engine you got in that thing? You know, it's an Ernie Elliott Cup motor back in the
2: day. It's got to be 800 horsepower. It's
1: it's north of that, yeah. Um, it, you- it wasn't detuned at all and the the story was is that he was driving it down the runway at their shop, and he was shifting from third to fourth, 145 miles an hour, spun the tires, put it in a ditch, got out, and said it's done. So that's when I took
2: delivery of it. And you said they asked you, what do you want it in? Like what kind of vehicle? And you said, just put it in the stupidest thing possible. Bill, I
1: lived in (laughs) Dawsonville about two miles from their shop. And, you know, Ernie ran their shop. Bill wasn't there all the time. Bill lived in Blairsville. (coughs) Pardon me. And uh, so I got in my car one day and I drove up to Blairsville. and Bill wanted to take me for a ride in his Cobra. Chase was about Gage's age. And he was in the middle. And I was in the passenger seat. Obviously, you don't know. I mean, you know, there's, there's no room whatsoever in those cars. And to chase, obviously, there was no seatbelt in the middle. So Chase is sitting on the hump. Yeah. And we're just going crazy. And my fingers, there's an indentation where my fingers are trying to grab the dash because I'm freaked out. And I look over and Chase is, I don't know, 10 or 11. He's laughing his butt off. Yeah. And we got back to the <clears throat> shop and Ernie. You know i 'll do my Ernie Elliott impression, but I got out and he goes, "How'd you like it?" I said, "Man, that was the craziest, most insane drive i've ever taken, but I want one. Yeah. he goes, "What color do you want?" I said, "Black he goes, "Well, how about this one and he pulls up the garage door, and there was my car, and so I bought it that day and i it's uh, scared me ever
2: since it's a it's it's a blast it's fantastic so we went out we did this episode of this g q car collector's thing, and uh you know, we, we toured his collection. We got a good insight into some of his rides. So that was another little thing for us to work on. And we, and we keep going around and trying to find projects to work on. I'm like, you know what? I'm doing a podcast already. We got Chris Luxemont in the studio again producing. hey you. And I was like, let's uh, – here's the thing. It's like we we kicked around TV show ideas and things like that. But there's always other people involved that want to change what we want to do. And – I was thinking, let's do this podcast together. Let's expand the Carcast brand and let's be able to come in here and, and say what we want and talk shit and, and whatever and have some fun with it. Like we've always done on, on Carcast, but. As much as Adam loves his vintage racing and his car collecting and, and the Monterey trips and stuff like that, those are fantastic. But I want to start talking a little bit more about the muscle cars and SEMA and modern cars and and new legislation and EPA rules and some things that really kind of affect us, sort of front-facing affect us. Um, not that the other stuff isn't cool. Like we talk about the Goodwood Hill Climb all the time and Adam running his his Nissan up there, but you did the Hill Climb as well. Just not in a vintage Nissan.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, I, tr- hey, man, I'm just, I'm bringing a different perspective. That's right. I'm bringing right. Uh, uh, a different voice. Um, as passionate as Adam is about his Nissans, I'm as passionate about horsepower, about American muscle. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we're in the United States, so we got to satiate that crowd also. So, hence the entrance of Bill Goldberg to CarCast, and I can't lie. Um, I'm greatly appreciative to step into this spot. I mean, it's an honor and a privilege to be a part of CarCast in any in any respect, but to be able to come here and, and hang out with a good buddy and talk some shop and have some fun, which is what cars are all about. It's an honor and a privilege.
2: Well, thank you. We're we're so glad to have you here, and uh, <clears throat> I like where we're going to go with this show because, uh, as Chris knows, I love like. The SEMA show, like everything that's there, it's all about just making more power, just customizing it, making things the way you want it. And I, I, I don't care too much about, like, on my own cars. I, look, I have two 93 Mustang Cobras and they're limited production. They're, they're you know, matching number of cars. I cut them up. I come up, i 'm adding horsepower to them. I got suspension, big brakes, I got all kinds of wacky shit on them because I like it that way that 's the way I want to do it right so i don 't really care. some people are going to hate it, some people are going to like it, but but it 's your car it's my car you know i 'm the one who has to pay for it and drive it and suck it up and and I like it that way and everybody's way, right?
1: got an opinion it's like yeah. leaving the car show a minute ago you know um, I, I took a nice walk around and some beautiful automobiles, but do they all satiate my desire to purchase one? Absolutely not, but I can greatly appreciate the detail, the time, the passion that went into building them. Yeah. it just doesn't mean that I want one.
2: I want to get into your car collection a little bit, but uh you know since we're launching this this new car cast episode, and we're going to explain to everybody kind of who we are if you're just now listening. Uh, new CarCast fans, you're going to learn more about Goldberg and, and people just listening to CarCast for the first time. You're going to learn more about me. Um, but I'm just going to tell you straight out that uh, we're doing this show because we've got some great people involved. We've got Castrol. We're basically Castrol CarCast right now. So uh, yeah, did we sell out a little bit? CarCast. We gave him the name. Yeah. And, uh, and our friends at Dodge. The Dodge Spring sales event is here. Thanks to Dodge, spring isn't about the change of weather, longer days, or flowers blooming. It's about the Dodge Spring sales event. And since the Brotherhood of Muscle has the only family of all-wheel drive muscle cars, March 21st is just another day on the calendar. The Dodge Charger owned the road and the pump with up 300 horsepower and 30 miles per gallon. The Dodge Challenger. Now the rush of opening it up on the highway doesn't come at a cost. The Dodge Journey. No matter your adventure, the most powerful three-row, all-wheel-drive vehicle in its class has your back. The Dodge Durango, with all-wheel-drive availability, April showers won't have your tires spinning unless you want to. The rides of March are here, so visit your local Dodge dealer and join the Brotherhood of Muscle today. All right, Bill, let's let's get into your cars a little bit. I know uh, you picked up a, a, a few new cars recently, and even though we just did a Dodge commercial, that's not... <laughs> That's well, not it why leads you, right
1: into the Dodge, you, you, the, uh, the second Dodge commercial. You, you, <clears throat> well,
2: you bought the cars before we, we did a deal with, with Dodge, so... Yes, we, <laughs> we must throw that out there. Okay, but they're not all Dodge, so let's let's go through this a little bit, because this is where this this whole show kind of came from. You and I are discussing this, is as we got more into, I came down to your house, you let me stay there, we had a great time, your family, your wife, your son, they're so amazing. I love them to death, they're Thank great. And, uh, you and, feel the same way, buddy? And by the way, Wanda's car is a badass air-cooled 911 Turbo. Oof, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> sick. <laughs> Among
2: others, but she's got the sweet – like you've got your whole building of cars separate from the house. Hey, but she's got her, her house,
1: Escalade. She's got yeah. a new F-250 turbo diesel truck. Yeah. She's got the Porsche, and she has the keys to every one of my cars. That's so. right,
2: yeah. It's at least half of them. She, technically, she gets half the cars. The front half, the back half, I don't know. So does but. that mean I get
1: half of, their, half of her horses?
2: hmm
1: Nice. You I know which half, half I want. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. She can have the
2: ass. Okay. mm all right, so some of the some of the rides that you have in your collection let's see what do you got now? you know what I
1: just in the last this is not ladies and gentlemen another dodge commercial except for the fact that I'm a horsepower guy and in the past 12 months I purchased a couple
2: hellcats and thankfully I am the new recipient of two Dodge demons. But that wasn't by design. Like, that sort of almost accidentally came up. Like, you knew you wanted a demon, and then the opportunity for two came up, and you're like, well, I'm going to do it. It wasn't like, I I, need two demons. Well, I do. Yeah, no. (laughs) It was like, I need two demons, for sure.
1: I mean, like, who doesn't need two? Um, I want Hey, I'm that guy that is at the opposite end of the spectrum of you. I don't like to cut cars up. Okay? I don't like to take cars from their original... Uh, you know, from their original status and and alter them unless the car has already been altered when I purchased it. So um, if I'm going to do <clears> – <throat> you buy these Dodge Demons to drive. They built them to be driven. They're track cars. You, yeah. know, you take them to the drag strip, like right out of the box. Um, I was not not going to do that with my Demon. But I also have to look at the – logical side of why of one of the reasons why I got into the car business because it's a business okay so I had to be smart at the same time so if I get the opportunity to purchase two then I put one away in my new car capsule
2: right okay I saw that you yeah. instagram like a bubble
1: yeah it's a dude it's great <laughs> it it's great. great i just yeah. did, hey the things are wonderful. I got another one on the way. The Lawman's going in that thing. Um, talk about preserving your car. Yeah, I mean, not it's it's uh, temperature controlled. No rodents. No nothing can get in there. Yeah, but so I put one in a bubble. Okay, and the other one is Project Jackhammer. Man, we're going to the moon with it. We're you know it's HRE Wheels last week, MagnaFlow. Um, the list of sponsors is going to grow exponentially, but we're going to take that out and make it a road course car. And I'm going to drive the doo doo out of it, and I'm going to have fun. And that's what these cars are all about.
2: <clears throat> I like I like this idea. I like taking the demon, excuse me, and making a a kind of a sick badass corner car.
1: A Arcuda. You know. TAA, uh, TA yeah. Challenger back in the day. That's what I want to do with the car. You
2: you already have the, the SRT upgrade, the the 840 horsepower or the special key, whatever the hell it is. The- yeah, I did it the other day. And thank God for
1: the uh, YouTube videos because if I was I was an inch away from installing it all on my own, and yeah. avoids the warranty. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> do, so thank God. Thanks, YouTube. Um, they're not one of our sponsors yet. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I went there and I looked at the installation video and right at the end of it, the guy under his breath said it. And so, yeah, the next day I went to the dealership, had it all installed, but I got to get 500 miles on the car. So, um, Okay. And I was going to drive it up here today and thank God I didn't because the the uh, windshield on the the Hellcat Charger yeah. ate about a dime-sized rock right in the middle of it. So Jeez. I don't know what I would have done if it was the Demon, but yeah, it's not, so... Thank God. Well, have to
2: see. I mean, the truth is, if it was a demon, you'd be doing the same thing as you're going to do on the charger. I don't know. I would have been. I know. You there's would have been no pissed. question, but I would have. Yeah, been you would really have been pissed, and you had to go do a signing event, so it would have been like a grumpy event. It <laughs> was horrible. Yeah. I saw that thing. I was like, <laughs> and it
1: was literally the, the last exit before I got to the convention. Oh,
2: set. that's of course the way it is. Unbelievable. Look, I had I had a 1999 BMW M3. Had an E36 M3. And I was, I was, I was young. I was running an internet company. It was, it was just a big thing for me. It was like, I went from like used Ford Explorer <laughs> to, to making some money and having my business. And I was like, it was I, your baby. And this, it, it straight out of a movie. This is what happens. I went to the Mercedes dealer here in Santa Monica and no lie. That guy told me, come back with your dad. You're not allowed to test drive any cars. And I said, okay. So I went and bought a BMW. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like me. And then I went back to the dealer. I parked it on, on Santa Monica Boulevard in front of the dealer, walked in, and uh, the guy comes over and he goes, uh, is that your M3? Yes. Would you like to trade it? No. Then I just left. <laughs> that was it. That's a true story. But to relate to what you're talking about is I took this car, you know, a year or two in ownership, I took this car to some event, some party or something in L.A. And, and you know, this is 99, 2000, somewhere around there. And just... Just somebody just didn't like the car and just smashed the shit out of it with a bat. Like I was, I was at this party for an hour and a half and I just, I walked in, said hi to everybody, walked out an hour, hour and a half later, windows smashed, glass smashed, Uh. dent in the roof. And I was like, no other car on the road. I'm like, come on. This is a, what a shit move, right? Like it's such a non car guy move. Like, non car guy. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, like. Even if you hated me, you'd be like, "Well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hurt the car. Like, I'll just tell everyone you're a dick, and then and not touch the car." So I was just, I was just devastated that this car was so Where's smashed. And I looked around, obviously couldn't find anybody. So I just, I just get in the car and I'm just wiping glass off the seat. And I just get in it, fire it up, I drive it to the BMW dealer. And it's on like a Sunday night. And I just park it out front and I leave it there because the place was closed. Glass flying around everything. And, uh, someone stole it. No, no. (laughs) Next day I called the dealer. Great. You you need to change the story. (laughs) No, 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 because that's not the worst part of this story. I mean, it it is the worst part, but there's still a punchline to the whole thing is I called the dealer. I was like, Hey, my car's all screwed up. It's out front. They're like, Yeah, we're wondering where that came from. I was like, Yeah, they're like, All right, we'll fix it. They fix it. it. Takes weeks. Bodywork, paint, everything it takes weeks. Finally, I go and I pick it up. I get in it. I start it up. I pull out of the dealer. I go half a mile. No way. A truck kicks up a rock, shatters my windshield. Oh God! Oh. I didn't go a half a mile before it shattered. I put that shit in reverse. You've done I some went, bad shit in your life, dude, because that's karma,
1: right there. And right it I, I don't know.
2: <laughs> Ever since then, I've been church on Sundays. I've been just been going and just whatever I did, I've been trying to make the best of it. I went back. Even the the dealer was like. Uh, uh, they're like, we'll we'll just charge you like half price for the like because <laughs> we the, feel so bad. They're so, so bad. They're like we just talk thousands of dollars and weeks <laughs> of work fixing that car. Smash the windshield half a mile away. Well,
1: I'm sorry, I'm not laughing. This is just the way my face.
2: Looks. <laughs> <laughs> but that seems that's that's like the inevitable. Had I you know like that's what happens, right? It's soon as. You know, as soon as you get your car washed, a bird shits on it. My or, first you know. car,
1: when I got to University of Georgia, I got a, a Mustang, an 85 Mustang, and it had T-tops. And I'd never had a car with T-tops, and I thought they were the coolest thing. But I didn't know that you couldn't play with the lock mechanism when you were actually moving. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I pulled in from the dealership to my dorm, and right as I pulled in, at speed, I guess, uh, the I unlocked the T-top. and and i watched it shatter in my rearview mirror <laughs> about 50 yards
2: behind as me it as popped it flew off out in blue, of blue way it's like launching the hatch and we could and do top a whole gun. show just based upon our car <laughs> and just, just the shit we broke uh, accidentally all right so you've got you've got a charger hellcat you've got a challenger hellcat you've got two demons one's in your bubble one you're going to modify the one in the bubble? Did you put the things on the tire that's kind of round so they don't flat spot the tires? No, but I will. There's like like little yeah, tire cradles, you know. Yes, sir. Okay. What else you got going on there? I I saw you were building cars on uh, on a Warman show. Oh
1: yeah, you know, you know? what? Right now I've got uh, I've got a '99 Dodge Ram that was my work truck that's up at Warman's right now. And they're putting a three ninety two Hemi in it.
2: Okay, wait—is that the one that's all covered in It It is now. Yes. <laughs>
1: okay. Yeah, it's I had the whole thing Rhino lined or whatever. yeah or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. Oh, right there's there. the picture. Yeah. And I mean, it's a badass truck now, but it's just the motor that three sixty that came in it just isn't capable. It's not of doing it pulling that big suspension and everything around. Yeah. So yeah. we put the three ninety two in it, the three ninety two Hemi in it, and then um, he's also got my seventy. Uh, 70 Cuda six-pack four-speed car up there. And I'm literally flying up there on Wednesday night and uh, doing a couple episodes of their show. And hopefully putting my truck in a trailer and shooting it back down to Southern California so I can stop driving these Hellcats every day. Okay.
2: But you kind of like the Hellcats. I like I mean, that's it. where you got the, the yeah, Charger, you, right? Yeah, you but you, know, you can't go to Home Depot and load the thing up, you know. No, but – Maybe Wanda will drive you to Home Depot in one of her trucks. <laughs> Ain't nobody driving me anywhere, man.
1: I don't like taking
2: well, that's cars not true. anywhere. That's not true. When I went to your house, we went out for sushi, and I brought like a loner. I brought like a Ford F-250, oh. and Wanda drove us to sushi. And then when we got to the bottom of the hill, he, he kind of whispered to me. He goes, she was kind of trucking it down the hill, wasn't she? Like she was hauling ass. She wanted to, you know what? And <laughs> you,
1: you prick! Now I've got you to thank for buying that F two fifty.
2: You're welcome. Now that's uh huh. You owe me fifty happened. grand. Yeah. All right. Now it all come full circle. Because <laughs> I know she fell in love with it, and she had a great time driving it. And uh, yeah, I remember she was scooting down that hill. That's what they're for. That's man. a big truck too down that hill. Yeah. He lives up in a mountain, basically. Yeah, um, tucked away. So I, I've seen this car, this next car, um, and it's, it's one of my favorites in your collection. But again, you know, it, this whole car cast thing could be new to people. Uh, I'm new to your fans, and you're, you know, somewhat new to the CarCast fans. But tell me about your Lawman. Mustang. Oh man, I just
1: I just went over to the uh, Southern California Ford Group, the Ford uh, uh, Club, and um, I walked over and talked to them about thirty minutes about that car. Um,
2: what year is it? It's a
1: nineteen seventy. First and okay. foremost, you and I and Adam and every other car guy and girl and kid out there has a connection with. One or all of our cars. It's different. Mm-hmm. Whether it's the smell, the, the 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 sound, the feel, whatever it is, when you get in that car, that's what you. It takes you back to a certain time. And that's, at least that's what it does with me. The sentimental value of the car that we're talking about is that three hundred thousand servicemen saw that car in Vietnam during the war, back in the early seventies. Um it was part of the Ford Performance Driving Tour. It was uh thought up by a guy named Al Ekstrand, who was a corporate lawyer for Chrysler. Um Chrysler didn't really want to do the deal, and so he approached Ford. Ford did it. It was uh, the Ford Performance Driving Tour. It was two Boss Four Twenty Nines, nineteen seventy four twenty nines. Uh one was a press car, one was you know, like the parade car. And um I'd say six to eight Mach 1s, and they shipped them overseas and they set up a driving course. And they teach the service men and women basically driving skills because he was, uh, X-Tran was tired of seeing people come back and spend, you know, between three and five grand and buy a 426 Hemi or a 454 with 450 horsepower and kill themselves. So it was his duty to teach these men and women how to drive better. And. Story was is that the uh, first 429 was airlifted on the USS Coral Sea, and it was smashed by a cargo container and um, destroyed. And so they sent a C-130 back to the States, picked up my car, the press car, and um, it became part of the tour. And I – God, it must have been – I don't know, fifteen years ago, something like that, I was wrestling in Japan. And it was January. It was two months prior to that. I saw a special on Sixty Minutes. It was a black and white special and it was it was of the lawman. And it always stuck in my mind. Mm. And I try to give back to the men and women who protect our freedom, you know, as often as possible. And it means a lot to me. And there was a Yanko sixty eight Yanko Camaro that I had a guy looking for Bob Johnson, guy who got me in the car business. <clears throat> he was looking for that car to come up on stage so he could buy it for me. Well, after he purchased that and purchased a 70 and a half Z28 Trans Am car, mm-hmm. that was Gary Bennett's for me.
2: Yeah. Gary Bennett from Bear Jackson. This, yeah.
1: yeah. This monstrous Mustang comes on the stage and he goes, man, you ought to see this car. It, it, they lit it up and it blew all the plants off the stage. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, what was it? He goes, it's some car called the law. And before he even got man out, I said, buy it. Whatever it is, buy it. You knew what it was. I knew exactly what it was. Yeah. You know who, we know where it came from? No. Dennis Collins. Thank you, Dennis, by the way.
2: Oh, really? Mm hmm
1: Go on his Facebook or go on his YouTube and see the one car that got away.
2: Yeah. Dennis Collins is the... The guy on the Fast and Loud show. The money right? guy yeah, for the Fast yeah, and Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the guy. He, I always forget his name because I really don't watch that show, but every time I go to Barrett-Jackson, I talk about all the Fox Bodies that are out there for sale, the Fox Body Mustangs because I'm into that. Those are all his cars that he was selling, his collection. So you bought the Lawman Mustang from him. It was years ago, though. He used to drive yeah. it to work. He, he yeah. It was like a quarter of a mile to work every day. He used to drive it to work. Wow. But this car, when you see it, it's basically a drag race car. It's a like a like a pro street. One car. of
1: two automatic Boss Four Twenty Nines ever produced. Yeah, went straight to Car Craft, and it's it, it looks like Mad Max. That's the that's the best way I can describe yeah,
2: it. Yeah, it's got a big blower out of the hood. Actually, here's a photo right here. It's got a big supercharger and the big bug catcher coming out of the hood.
1: Magnesium blower.
2: Yeah, that all, thing is all original stuff. So eight hundred and fifty <laughs> miles on the motor. Now you guys. At some point, I can promise you, you will see Bill drive this thing because he does a ton of charity events and stuff for the military like you were talking about and any opportunity where they say – Hey Bill, you want to come down or drive something on one of our uh, runways? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he says yes and oftentimes brings that thing out there because that, like that's pretty much all you can do with it is
1: Well, the engine, <laughs> yeah, I mean I I think we have a little bit of an issue with the engine, so I'm pulling the engine actually tomorrow and we're sending it up to Roush up in Detroit. Yeah. Okay. And um I'm probably going to go with it.
2: <laughs> yeah, you should. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, the Roush guys are great. Um, we've been working with them for years and years. Uh, we went up there not too long ago and and toured their facility and toured Jack's museum and uh, they're just a, they're just a polished shop. One they're of the guys who group. was
1: on the program when it was when it was conceived is still there.
2: Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I don't think I met that guy. <laughs> well, we were there. I don't He's think got to be him. pretty old. Yeah, you know? The, you know the up in that area. The other like standout dude, just a good dude. And we we've, we've said this many times. Ken Lingenfelter. Oh my god, Ken is the best. I had breakfast with Ken like a couple weeks ago, and I said uh, I'm doing this uh, this show with with Goldberg, and he just lit up. He's such a fan of yours. He truly just loves you to death, and uh, wants to do more with all of us. And I said, you know. Consider yourself an open invitation when we get the schedule figured out of when he can come in and sit down with us. I uh, feel the same way about him. And he's he, a he's good quite, dude. He,
1: you know what? He's indicative of the car culture. He is. He truly
2: is. He's at every event. He Oh, you might have saw him this weekend. He was at the classic auto yeah, show thing. He was roaming around, it. or maybe he was there yesterday. And he was in town for auctions. He goes to every single auction. And for those of you guys that don't know, if you've heard the normal car cast, Ken Lingenfelder is a big GM tuner modifying guy he specializes in Corvettes and pretty much anything but just just a a plus quality company a plus quality dude uh uh and and uh just big fan salt of the earth <laughs> yeah um <clears throat> i think you're going to have fun over at Roush i think you guys are going to love what's what's going on over there and uh it's interesting that they're going to be able to do this engine for you sort of a custom deal yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's you're going to the Roush in Michigan, or are you going to go to one of their engine Michigan. builders? Because I think like they have their NASCAR engine builder guys, you know, back in the southeast. Maybe. It'd be nice that wouldn't have that wouldn't
1: be as far a, a ship for my engine. So yeah, it
2: seems yeah yeah. Well,
1: here in California, everything's going to be far. <laughs> nah, no question. But you know what? That's that's one of those cars that's worth it. Yeah, uh, the the right person is out there, and the right person needs to work on it, and that's the only person who's going to touch it.
2: Um, okay, so what we're doing is still getting to know everybody on this show. If you guys uh, uh, are just listening to this, um, new new CarCast. Second weekly episode of myself and Bill Goldberg. This has been great. It's been a long time in the making. Uh, we've been working on this for a while. Uh, those of you guys that are huge fans of Bill, this is going to be great because I think you're going to find out a lot of great information about uh, uh, what what turns his wheels you know, any chance of going back in the ring? What do you think of that? <laughs> I was just asked that by a plethora of people at the. I signing mean, you did it. You ago. went back, and and I know why you went back. Is your your boy is is eleven, and he never really got to see you wrestle, and you you did the whole stint last year, and you know we we kind of touch on it a little bit, you know, because that's that's. Uh,
1: I'm going back to WrestleMania this year to do my speech for the Hall of Fame. Uh, yes, okay, so there I you will go. be at WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah. Um. You know. Hey, man. Here's the deal. The deal is that I accomplished what I wanted to accomplish by going back last year for my family. Yeah. And um. You know. Hey. The door's always open for me. And it's I, not like I'm out of shape now because they made me get back into some serious shape. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't think I can ever get out of shape again after what I went through the past year. So.
2: Well, the funny thing is, is I didn't think you were in bad shape a year ago. So. Oh, man, I was miserable. I mean, it was
1: just a. I, I don't want to say miserable because people get the wrong impression. It was just – it was very tough. It was very, very tough. At 50 years old, putting myself through eating 15,000 calories a day and, you know, being in the gym twice a day, you know, doing cardio in the middle, um, six days a week. I mean, it was – it, hey, it was more than worth it. But it was tough. It's painful. It was painful. But Every, pain everything is, hurts. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. look – you know, I live with pain. It's all just—it's <laughs> all just uh, relative. You know,
2: like a, a career of of NFL and 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 wrestling, and you're in the gym all the time, kickboxing and muay thai, and 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 all like you know. Even when you're not training for wrestling, I, I remember actually. I think we spoke about a year ago. You you were just training and kicking the bag and broke a toe. Oh yeah. And then, uh, this is what he did. He took a little time off and then went back in and broke it again. <laughs> yeah. Along with its buddy right next to it. So it's like a BMW windshield. Right? It's like right a right BMW
1: windshield. It's just. I'm a glutton for punishment, man. <laughs> Let's just say, you know, once you're, I'm not, you know, stroking my ego, but you know, once you're a warrior, you're always one. And I, it's just, it's ingrained in me. And it's just how I, just how I survive, man. You know, I have to, I have to, uh, Put physical goals in front of me and try to reach them as often as humanly possible. And if you not if not, you're stagnant. You know, I don't want to be mediocre in anything.
2: No, and you, you know, look, your your wife's tough. She's a sweetheart, but she was a stunt woman, and she's she's fantastic. She's tough. Gage, I've seen him grow up. Uh, you know, uh, the past few years. Here's and, the key. And,
1: Here's the key. Okay, parenting. Yeah. Okay? There's a lot of parents in the last couple generations that have fallen by the wayside of their responsibility to be actual parents. I, on the other end, am making up for that. (laughs) Um, I have this thing called 100, 100, 100. Okay. Okay. All you you, uh, parents out there, listen up.
2: Parenting tips from Bill Goldberg. Everybody pay attention.
1: (laughs) Okay. Your kids want to play video games. Yeah. Yeah. Being a parent, you don't want them to do it. You want to be their best friend, let them play video games as much as possible. You want to be a responsible parent, you try to get a positive out of a negative, right? So you satiate your child by letting them play a little bit of video games, say 20 minutes. But to play that 20 minutes, that child has to do 100, 100, 100. 100 push-ups, 100 sit-ups, and 100 push-kicks, 100 jumping jacks, 100 whatever it is. Pick something, Okay. So then your kid doesn't want to play as many video games in the future. (laughs) Or if he does want to play, he's one strong bitch. Because there's been times when my son has done three times in one day. That's 60 minutes. That's an hour on the video game, right? Yeah. That sucks. As a parent, you know, you don't want your kids to be lobotomized for that long a period of time. But, hey, guess what? On the other side of that is he did not (laughs) – he did – Three hundred push-ups, three hundred sit-ups. Tell me, an eleven-year-old kid who can do that?
2: Well, I—I I mean, I've been to the batting cages with Gage, and I've seen him. So he looks like he's done three hundred push-ups and three hundred sit-ups. You know, so at least he's
1: getting something positive out of the yeah. negative time, you know. And then I limit, you know, the
2: type of game
1: and stuff like that. But hey, man, you—you know—you got to try to meet him in the middle.
2: He is a great kid. He's respectful. He's smart. I remember coming over there. And and he asked you if he and I can play some video games together. See, it's working. And, uh, <laughs> how many push-ups did you have to do? <laughs> and, yeah, I, mean, I, didn't, have I didn't realize did you I had to do all this. Well drop this and work. give me hundred right now. <laughs> you owe him. Yeah. you yeah. owe me. I, uh, I I didn't realize that, and I was trying to figure out what was going on when everyone was doing push ups and sit ups. I was like, I thought we were going to play some Forza, but uh, <laughs> it's the precursor. Yeah, they're like, hey, do you want to play some video games? Yeah, all right. Well, it's going to take about an hour before we can actually start the games because <laughs> we we got to run around the block for, for a while. Hey, first. hey man, it works. That's all I can say. <laughs> uh, well, okay. So that's
1: Goldberg uh, parenting tips one on one for our first episode.
2: Yeah. All right. So a quick word from Dodge. The Dodge Spring sales event is happening now. This spring, the Brotherhood of Muscle is looking for new members, and the only way to join is to get behind the wheel of Dodge's only family of all-wheel drive muscle cars. The Dodge Charger own the road and the pump with up to 300 horsepower and 30 miles per gallon. The Dodge Challenger take the streets by storm with the most affordable V8 in its class. The Dodge Journey, maximize your adventures with the most powerful three-row all-wheel drive vehicle in its class. And the Dodge Durango, tear through April showers with the most powerful SUV with all-wheel drive availability in its class. Hurry into your Dodge dealership and start your introduction to the brotherhood of muscle. Let me, uh, let me tell you what's, what I'm working on right now. So you just popped over. You saw the 93 Mustang Cobra that I have. And, uh, when are you not working on that car, and, upgrading that car? Yeah, you know, the thing making is, me is, jealous. is I, it seems like I work on it all the time, but I'm really kind of limited on time. I come in on the weekends and work on it because over there, it's in Adam Krola's shop. It's a fully functional working race shop. They're restoring cars, building cars for Adam during the week. I don't like to go and get in anybody's way. Right. So Adam's here. He's podcasting and in between podcasts, he's always popping over there, checking over on those guys, seeing who's doing what. So I don't really like to get in the way. But on the weekends, he kind of likes it when guys come in and work on their own shit. Right. So he'll come in on the weekends. He'll he'll go into the studio. He'll come into the garage. We'll crack a beer open and he'll be talking and ranting and this and that and. And myself and a couple of the other guys, they all come in and work on their own stuff. That's and, cool. And we're very lucky to be able to, to do that. He lets us work on our own stuff there. And uh, people bust my balls all the time because my car's been on the lift for like a year. And, and I know Adam comes in here and he's like, uh, when am I going to get my lift back? When am I going to get my lift back? <laughs> and here's the deal is, is there's two lifts in there, okay? I got both of those lifts for him. And, and I said, hey – I'll get you a whole bunch of gear for your shop if you let me build my car here. So I know he comes in on the podcast and he breaks balls all the time, but he never breaks my balls on the weekend when he sees me working on the car. This is what irritates him. If nobody's working on the car and it's sitting there collecting dust on the lift. I can understand Okay, that. But if we're coming in and we're getting work done, then he's interested in it, by the way. As much as he tries to bash on the, my Mustang, he's interested in it. He comes in and he's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I like this. I like that. He's a car guy. He's a car guy. And that's the thing. And, and despite what he rants about on his shows, his vintage cars and race cars and stuff, he's just a car guy. And uh, so I'm working on this car. It's been a while, but... We had slapped sort of everything together quickly and brought it out to the SEMA show. Whatever, it was a year and a half ago, and it barely ran. It was all held together with double. The fact that it ran alone as a SEMA car puts you way ahead of ninety
1: percent of the other people
2: going there. The engine would fire up, but you couldn't fire it up because there was pieces missing, and you know. So we had a we had to push it around there. And then the tough part was is um, uh, I, I had some friends work on it. Uh, for me, and again, they did a great job, but they slapped it together very quickly. And by time we got it to SEMA, we realized that the it's got big bare brakes, six piston calipers, all four corners. Mm-hmm. But you have to shim them with these very very thin shims, mm-hmm. and the shims were sort of stacked up on one side. So without hitting the brake pedal, the brake pad was. Just hitting the rotor. So when we were trying to push the car across the parking lot to SEMA, it took like seven guys because the brake was on and we couldn't do anything unless we literally took it apart and took the shims out. So we got it to SEMA, we showed the car in Magaflow's booth outdoors. Mm-hmm. Um uh, it was the last car to leave SEMA that year. Every everything else was gone. Everything else was gone because we couldn't move the car, and it was sitting in like a little, like a ditch, and where where it was parked, and we we had a, we basically had to get like eight people to push it onto a trailer, and then we towed it home, and then we when we brought it back here, I started taking the whole thing apart and going through it myself, and my goal was. I wanted to do sort of period correct modifications on the car, keep the original GT40 heads and things like that, which I've done, but also do everything myself, other than a little bit of like some welding and some things like that and some paint stuff. But I've done everything myself on that car, and that's why it's taking some time. But uh, we're getting there. We're getting there. That's the never ending project. <laughs> yeah. But when it's but done, at least you got some
1: cool stuff going on it.
2: Yeah. It's 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 pretty cool. It's come a long way and uh it's gonna be good. And I I'm driving this uh two thousand one M three right yeah. now. Supercharged, all kinds of stuff. I took it in finally to get the, the the dyno done on it, get the tune. It was running rich, it was down on power. And uh the guy called me yesterday and said the the ECU was fried. <laughs> so I gotta get another one. And I was like that doubles the bill, <laughs> and uh, so so I have a I, I have I'm not proud of this. I have a Hyundai Sonata rental car. That's how I got here today. <laughs> uh, I have,
1: this is my first and last car cast because <laughs> <laughs> I have
2: four cars and none of them run right now. Now we
1: actually know why you brought me here to even
2: <laughs> even even you out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I have a '92 Alfa Romeo Spider that's getting some work done on it. I don't know that you would fit in it. Even with the t- top down, I can
1: tell you right now, I probably can't fit in it.
2: No, also because it's Italian, and the Italian's like a very like close up, like bent knees kind of driving position. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that you'd fit in that car. Yeah, no, I'd look like a monkey humping a football, <laughs> <drivin'> it, Probably. <laughs> well, an Italian football, an, Itali- yeah. <laughs> an Italian football. Um, <laughs> all right, listen. Uh, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna wrap up this episode, and uh, we'll be back uh, next week. Um, but guys, thanks for listening. It's our first ever, second weekly podcast with uh, Goldberg and the moderator. You guys can follow us at carcastshow.com. And, uh, you know... What we'd love for you to do is you can go to the website, you can listen to the show, but if you go to iTunes, you can subscribe, you can leave, leave us a nice review. As you listen to these, leave us some comments as well. Let us know what you want to hear, what you love about the show, things like that. You yeah, can there's email a contact them. page at carcastshow.com. Email yeah, us in, and, and once we uh, get a little bit better footing of what we're doing here, we're going to start taking some phone calls as well. We'll open up the phone lines. What we'll do is we'll tweet out and we'll say, hey, you know, we're going in the studio on a Sunday for an hour or two, start calling in, and, and we'll, we'll figure that out. But right now, we've only got Chris, nobody to man the phones, and uh, he can I only can do it. one. I can do it. He's only so much. He can do Bring it. it. He can. And uh, All right. So you can also follow us on social media. Um, you're uh, at Goldberg and Goldberg Garage on Twitter, and then Goldberg95 and Goldbergs Garage on Instagram. So- Goldberg Garage, one Goldberg on Twitter. <laughs> Goldberg's Garage, more than one Goldberg? Yeah, well, you know, somebody already got
1: that name for God's sake. Damn it. That's
2: how it works. Uh, you can find me on uh, at Motorator. I'm on all the social media at uh, Motorator. And uh, thank you guys. for uh, Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back next week. And until next time, uh, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. Who is
0: into the Dodge Big Finish event. That's the new holiday greeting in Santa's workshop, and now he's even upgrading his ride. Like Charger, America's only four-door muscle car. Challenger, the most affordable V8 in its class. And Durango, the most technologically advanced, fuel-efficient, and powerful V8 in its class. Santa wants his sleigh to really fly. Ho, ho, go! go. Hurry in for great deals at the Dodge Big Finish event. Based on 2019 Ward's Miss High Sport Utility Vehicle segment. Available V8 based on Ward's Middle Specialty segment.